Yeah, you were sailing, huh? How was the how was the lesson? <laughs> well, there was there was a lot to learn in those lessons. <laughs> it was uh, it was interesting. I I met Bill, my sailing teacher. Okay. Bill is very much a character. Uh, it doesn't that, sound like a sailing teacher, to be honest. Bill. Yeah. You're from Thailand. What do you know about names? Nothing. <laughs> I don't know, but Bill to me is like a Bill the sailor, either dude. a politician or a software What? billionaire. It's <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. It's impossible. Bill. Uh, so Bill is like a 65-year-old. Very. He looks like a. He does look like a sailor, like a fisherman. Bill is a is a character, beard, very scrawny face. Just looks like a man that has, you know, been around the block a number of times. Mm -hmm. And we went out. We sailed, uh, not as long as we had intended for. So we this was kind of like an intro course because I just wanted to see who the teacher would be and if I'd like it. Yeah. If I'd like that, we would then book the whole thing of like getting the sailing license and that would be like a 24-hour thing and these six hours would be kind of counted towards the 24-hour um, <laughs> course. And we didn't make it past the three-hour mark because it was very cold. I was pretty well prepared <laughs> at my upper body for that uh, <laughs> weather. I was not that well prepared for in my lower body for that temperature. I just had jeans, socks, and you know, and boat shoes on. And uh, the weather. That's why you do sailing in Thailand. There you go. That's very true. Uh, and not in. It's also like we we chose for whatever reason not the nicest day that I've seen here. Right, but um, my. Uh, feet uh, froze mm -hmm. basically within the first hour. I couldn't feel my feet anymore. Mm -hmm. Very cold. And you know, again, this is such a great example for who am I, what makes me special and also really dumb at times is that if, if he had told me, no, if he had not brought up the topic of weather, In my mind, I would have just been like, well, suck it up. This is what sailing is like. And I would have just suffered for six hours. Just whatever. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. He brought up the topic of weather and was like, dude, it's really cold. I'm surprised how cold it is today. I have like seven layers of clothing. Are you all right? And at first I was like, eh, I think I'm fine. And then I was like, yeah, my feet, you know. And he looked at my feet. He's like, yeah, with these shoes and these socks, like I'm cold. And I have like four layers down there he's like you're gonna be are you sure you're okay I'm like yeah, i think so and he's like listen you know sailing should be fun and if you're cold it's hard for it to be fun so you and that was like this was within the first hour or so and i'm like uh -huh. ah, you know let, let's try a little longer and it's like oh, just tell me when you're if it's too much right i don't want you to be uncomfortable mm. and then in hour two It took another like once or twice of him probing before I said, you know what? I do think that 
maybe another half hour or so, but then I do feel like we have to like call it. And uh, by the time we got back and we docked the boat again and all that, I was dying. Like I was just shivering like shit. And all I could think of was a hot shower. I think it was more mm -hmm. cold emotionally than in the hurricane when we're sailing mm -hmm. at night in Spain and almost died. Like there was very cold and also was thinking for hours, uh, imagining, envisioning a hot shower. But it was more stimulating, you know. This was not that <laughs> dramatic, and so I was just in pain. In how yeah, cold the adrenaline I was. didn't help to counter yeah, the yeah. coldness. No yeah. adrenaline, nothing, and not even the idea that I'll have a good story to tell out of this, right? Which is mm -hmm. something I've joked, but it is part of what allows me to suffer through things sometimes. Um, I've always been telling people, if I die, I want to be eaten by a shark. So there's like social value in my death. People can tell the story. Mm -hmm. My children, my grandchildren can talk about the grandfather that was eaten by a shark. I don't want to die by a car accident or fucking by mm -hmm. a sickness. Um, but here it was so unremarkable that I was like, oh, this sucks. And I was in pain of how cold it was. And then, you know, um, on my way back, I, and since then, have gone through a roller coaster. Everything right now is a roller coaster because I'm a roller coaster. Whatever you put in me, it becomes part of a roller coaster, right? You know, it's, that's the way this works right now. And it's a so, little snow globe, very cute and calming. And you're like, woo! Yeah, I just sh shake everything really violently. Um, because a number of things. A, Bill is a really good dude and a fun character, but maybe not the best teacher in the world. Mm -hmm. Maybe not the most organized human that has ever lived, right? right. Mm -hmm. um, and so he was, although likable, I was wondering, do I really want to spend 24 hours with him on this little boat? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then I was thinking, you know, this sailing class is kind of work, you know? It's like an hour to drive there, and then there it, it's you're on this boat, and there's every other word I don't understand. And he's he's throwing like, oh, the wind is this blind, it turned this day and do this not. And so you're like constantly doing things that are outside mm -hmm. your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. and you're not quite sure and you I'm don't thinking understand. thinking of my first Muay Thai class. Yeah, something like that. You don't uh -huh. understand. Just with more words. There's uh -huh. more verbiage. There's a lot of like telling you things, mm -hmm. what they're doing or what you should be doing to them. And you don't, don't just don't understand 80% of the words that are used. You don't know what these things are you have to look at. Um, and so although I did manage to not approach it with a violent uh, ambition that I usually throw myself into these kind of endeavors. I was more relaxed and more okay with make this not. And then I'm like, I'm going to attempt this. And I, uh, I know I can't, right? <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> nope. And then he's like, well, no, do it this way. And I'm oh, okay. And I'm like, I'm going to do it again wrong because I still don't understand exactly what I'm supposed to do. It was mm -hmm. too quick. So I was fine with it, but it was still like after three hours, it, the cold probably didn't help. I was exhausted. I was really tired. Mm -hmm. Like it was very tiring. Mm -hmm. And so as I was driving back, I was like, I'm really tired, really exhausted. I 
I'm not super pumped about spending many days and many hours with Bill through this class. Yeah. Why am I doing this? You didn't this? have a ton of fun. Yeah. And it like, sounds like maybe you don't even learn that much. No, I, I did learn a bunch, right? Because okay. I'm just amazing like that. Like I'm just, I picked ah, up on a yeah. bunch of shit. <laughs> I did. And, I, and this is the first time I sailed, like actually... But on the sails, I was like, like, and I and I was paying attention to the wind, and I knew when we're in the like. I learned something, okay, right? Dope, I knew dope, so. Dope. I know now some things. I've been on sailing boats, you know, a lot of times already, like many, many times mm -hmm. in all kinds of countries. I never learned anything. Now I never mm -hmm. ask many questions, right? I was busy enjoying myself, but mm -hmm. I learned things, and I sailed myself right i did some of a good portion of the sailing so i did learn things but i didn't enjoy it it was not relaxing it was not fun it's not like walking through nature and there's you know maybe or hiking up a mountain where this may be tiring at times or at the very end but there's so much joy and it's kind of very you just walk through nature right um it was not like that it was uh, just a lot of words a lot of nodding this turning this changing that stopping that turn around that do this again turn. and you also do a lot of technical stuff like you you know you do a bunch of circling you're not just like sailing full force just enjoying the weather and the scenery you're doing things the entire time right you're trying to learn how to operate a boat and a sail and so it was a lot more work and not as enjoyable and I was thinking, I know I love sailing. And I love boats. I love being on the water. And so without a doubt, I know I want to learn how to sail. And this three hours didn't discourage me. It, I'm even more sure. I, I love the feeling of being on the boat and letting the wind actually move it and controlling the wind, like not controlling the wind, but reacting to it as we're trying to navigate somewhere. I love that. It's an amazing feeling. <laughs> But the, the three hours, five in total, was not a fun activity that I did to relax, sort of like a hobby little thing that was just fun. It was, mm -hmm. you know, kind of work. And I was on the drive back thinking, do I really need this right now? Like right now, do I need And another thing that I will fill my weekends with that is going to be very tiring. And there was a big conflict inside of me that's still raging where I instantly knew the answer, no. And I was like, I should do this another time, somewhere else. Maybe with more fun people, maybe with more people than just me and a, a guy that is interesting, but like I'm not mm -hmm. that connected yeah, to no it. Connection. There's no connection. Maybe I should do this so, at some time where I don't tackle a lot of other topics already in my life, right? And just really enjoy it and be like, this is it. That for the next three weeks, I'm just doing sailing. I'm diving in and maybe I'm with a, a, a teacher that I really uh, you know, like and connect with, or maybe I'm with a group. So it's not just me and one person. And I have like, make it more fun. But of course, every fiber of my being, every cell in my body is fighting against that because there's such a urging me to go, but you could get the sailing license before the right. end of the year. It's right. going to be done. And 
Right. You're another story. You learn sailing in Texas of all places. And you now already have the book. You went, you met the guy. Yeah, it's, the guy is not fun, but whatever. You have to learn a lot of sailing. Do 24 hours here and then you'll do more sailing somewhere else. Get it done. Accomplish it. Mm-hmm. Finish it. Add one yeah. more thing to this year. We all, what is the fucking year track on Twitter today? We should, 98% of the year is done. The last 2%, I'll get a sailing license. Like, yeah. yeah. A, such a powerful force in me that's yeah. like, no, you're not just not going to do this now. Just go. Yeah. Who gives a shit if it's fun? Just do it. So that's been my battle since yesterday. And then, you know, you, I fall into these, we all fall into these like false new reasons. I'm trying, I'm, there's a program that's running sub, in my subconscious that is looking for reasons to say yes to this. So yesterday when I came back from it, I was pretty sure I'm like, nah, I'm not doing this. That's the yeah. right thing. It's not the right time right now. It's too forced. It didn't give me energy. It cost me energy. I don't want to do things that cost me energy right now. It's the last two weeks of the year. I want to calm down. I want to relax. No, right now is not the right time. And a few hours later, I feel much better. And the moment that I felt really good, I was instantly like, ah, I'm doing the sailing course. Who gives a shit? You know, I'm <laughs> doing it. Just the, the, the very first moment that I felt good again, I was uh-huh. like, ah. What is that old Stully saying? We're doing the sailing thing. Today, today, I was waiting for Bill to text me, you know, about like, are we doing this? And when are we doing this? And I was thinking, what am I going to tell Bill? Bill was also very desperate in many ways. And one way okay. was that he really wanted me to take the course, but he's the kind of guy that can't sell you in it. So he just uh-huh. says, you know, uh, first thing he told me, uh, you know, uh, uh, I really, you know, I really hope I can talk you into taking this course. So, you know, uh, hopefully I can get you to, to say yes and take the whole course today, <laughs> you know, like, mm. and so he, he was very like eager. You could tell a man not mm-hmm. overwhelmed by success in life. And so mm-hmm. for whatever reason, his job is to do these beginner courses and get you to love it and want to do the whole thing. Makes sense to me. And, but Maybe he has not seen as much success with it. Maybe he's very uncomfortable trying to make somebody do something he wants. But you could just say, tell, he wanted to tell mm-hmm. me, dude, I really need you to do this. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right? So this is my, I'm very desperate uh, to talk you into this. But he never <laughs> talked me into it. He was just desperate. Right. Right? It was no talking uh-huh. into. And mm-hmm. so, so today, this morning, he texts me, ah, oh, da da da, Stelly, how about Sunday? And now in my mind, I'm like, dude. You can't do this to Bill. If you tell him you're not taking the course, <laughs> you're ruined. Like, all of a sudden, I'm Mother Teresa, dude. I'm Mother Teresa. I'm doing this. Now I'm sacrificing myself for Bill. I'm like, Bill, my good friend Bill has had failure in life. I've had such a blessed year. Let me, I can't break his heart. <laughs> and then I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, I'm trying, I'm, Listen, I am I'm just tr- fighting to catch a straw. I'm just drowning here in the truth, which is don't do it. And part of me just desperately tries to find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. 
because it just it's a productivity it's sailing i gotta get it done it's cool right. it's all these things right so let me tell you about something else i come back and i'm exhausted and i'm like oh, i have to like warm myself up and again big mistake a typical stelly mistake instead of taking the hot shower look how dumb i am sometimes not sometimes all the time instead of just straight going into doing the one thing i was thinking about for a whole mm -hmm. hour in the car ride and another hour on the boat which was hot shower immediately mm -hmm. What do I do? The moment I walk into the apartment, I think uh, maybe because I now have three hours more than I thought in the day, right? It was not six hours sailing. It was just three. I'm like, oh, I'm back here early. Maybe I could make it to Muay Thai class. And I look, no. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> then I could go down to the gym and work out there. That would get me like a gym session today when I didn't think right. I would get one. And then I'm like, well, if I go to the gym in a bit, I won't take a shower now. Let me go to the gym and take a shower afterwards. <laughs> Being practical, right? Being insane. Uh -huh. And then I'm like, it's, uh, it, it's a little sunny on the balcony. I'll try to warm up there. A big mistake, very big mistake. Then I was hungry. I hadn't eaten anything, you know, all day long, just a coffee in the morning. I didn't get to have breakfast. And then with Bill, we didn't, there was no place anywhere there to have any food. So it was just basically till, till 3 p.m. I had just one coffee. So I was starving as well. So I ordered some food. I said, I'll wait for the food. I eat the food. And now I'm in this, in this shitty state where I just don't know what to do with myself. And I'm like, oh, I'm super tired. Maybe I should try to take a nap on the couch, I try for five, 10 minutes, I can't. And I'm like, ah, I can't find the motivation to go to the gym right now. What the fuck do I do with myself? And then I just, let me jump ahead in time and say that eventually I did take the hot shower and the very first thing I thought when the hot water hit my body was, you fucking dumb asshole. You're so dumb. Why didn't you do this seven hours ago? You're so dumb. Like, I was just like, the, under that shower, I was the dumbest human I've ever met in my life. Just like hot water pouring over me and me thinking, why did I not do this immediately? Why am I so, so fucking dumb? Okay, coming back to me not knowing what to do with myself, I get a message that a bunch of packages have arrived. And I look on Amazon, I'd ordered um, a guitar uh, last week. And a bunch of other stuff like, uh, yeah, so just like day-to-day -day shit, like nothing that exciting, right? The guitar was really the exciting thing. And I saw, oh, you know, a few bits and pieces are arriving today that are related to the guitar, like the, the, um, the amplifier, you know, and some random little shit, but not the guitar. The guitar is arriving next Tuesday, right? Mm. And I go down and there's like a shit ton of packages. I'm like, why is so much stuff? And I carry all the stuff up. I get really dirty around it. I'm like, this is really the perfect day. Like nothing today that I've done, I fully enjoyed. Like what, why didn't even I bother to go to get the packages? And I open up and it's like one shitty thing and another thing and another thing. And then I'm like, what? 
is this the the um, Not, what is, the case like I bought a case for the guitar I'm like is this a case mm -hmm. this is really long and I open it up and I'm like motherfucker it's the mm. guitar you know, and I <laughs> take the guitar and I'm like and it was literally like the angel in that moment went oh like I was like what I was holding the guitar up as if it's like the, the Lion King or something I'm like oh my god it's the guitar how did this happen <laughs> and I went in that moment I went from, I was exhausted. Like every part of my body was just tired and unmotivated and just like, Wah. and that moment I was like back. It was like, you flipped the switch and I was like, I'm awake. I'm excited. I can do things now. Should we run a marathon? Yeah. What should we do? I was like on. <laughs> and that was such a beautiful moment because I don't remember last time I had a moment like this. And I especially don't remember Last time I had a moment like this because of an item, mm. because of a thing, a book, a phone. And I've gotten really like I bought myself really nice things, way more expensive things than this guitar in my life. Yeah. And I was mildly positive around the experience, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. nothing compared to the heart. It was really like the, it was night and boom, it was sunshine and morning. Like I switched a flip. And I was like, what? I was excited. And I love that feeling. And I love the switch. I was like, look, again, the beauty of excitement, right? The, I, I remembered this, this, um, this old wisdom of like, you know, the, the opposite that people would think that the opposite of being tired is to relax or to rest, Like what you need when you're really, really tired and exhausted is to rest. But you, what really tires you out most of the time is resistance, mm. right? Because, and I've experienced this, I've been really tired, but so happy about the work I did, physically tired. Like, uh, as I mentioned before, I've, we've summited a, a, um, a mountain and hiked up a mountain with Anthony and, and Thomas once where it was like a full day affair and it was really tiring But I was beaming at the end. Like my body was tired, but I was like happy. I was in a good place. The three hours of sailing, yes, the being cold created some of it and the like learning all the things was some of it. But the biggest part that exhausted me was all the internal conflict, turmoil, resistance. This is not what I thought, but I should do it anyways. Just shut the fuck up and do it. But, uh, you know, is this really what I should be doing? Right? That, that is what exhausted me negatively. Yeah. So that's why it was so easy. Boom, there's a guitar and expected earlier than you thought. And the guitar symbolizes a lot. So we'll talk about that in a moment. But that's why it was easy for me. But to feel amazing. And I felt so shitty, not just because I was tired or cold. Because I felt conflicted and that conflict that internal conflict is exhausting in a depressing way it literally depresses you pushes you down it makes you smaller and smaller and smaller you're more and more confined until you can't move you can't breathe anymore and that is what like robs you of life energy it's not the the physical activity or the cold or the warm or whatever um So it was a really cool moment. Like, I'm really glad because the shift was so harsh and so big. Mm -hmm. And I've 
as I said, I can't remember a time where I had this, where it's like, I was like so terribly exhausted where even I have this sometimes like my face is hurting out of tiredness, but that to me, the mm -hmm. face hurting thing is also such a big indicator for tension, right? Mm -hmm. That's why my face is, is hurting because I'm so tense in the fucking face. And then opening up a fucking box and there's like some strings and a piece of wood and me going, oh, now like, you know, I, I feel like I've slept 20 hours and I'm full of energy again. Like that was amazing. It was beautiful. Now, yeah. let me talk a little bit about the guitar. Yes. Let me talk to you, my friend, about this guitar because... This might be the only time that I'll talk about this, or at least in a long time. Mm. You know this, most people don't know this, that between the age of 12 and 18, the guitar was my first ambition, my first obsession. The first thing that I really put hard work into, and I was good at, and I had ambition around in my life, the first thing. And... I was a pretty talented, decently talented electric guitar player. And I had a moment when it was, you know, between 17 and 18, where I'd stagnated for maybe two years, where my, my, my ability to play didn't really progress. My sound didn't mature. I was kind of like, um, you know, at 16, 15, 16, I was at the exact same level as I was with 18. Mm -hmm. And I had this thought or a moment, I think I was listening to a bunch of my favorite guitar players. And I had this, this for the first time in my life, up until that point, I always believed, I think I'm so talented and I'm putting so much work into this. I could become one of the best guitar players that has ever lived. Mm. You can tell even with 12, that was my, like within the first mm -hmm. three or four months, that was the thought that I had that was driving me, mm -hmm. right? That, that ambition was just always being part of me. I just never had an outlet before for it. So up until that, that moment at 18, I always thought I'm going to accomplish this goal. And then that one afternoon, I'm listening to Hendrix and all these other amazing players with unique, beautiful sounds. And for the first time in my life, I had this thought. And the thought was, you don't have a sound and you will never have one. You will never create your own voice. You know how to technically play really, really well. But you'll never be truly great. And in that moment, I fell out of love with playing the guitar. Like that, not I fell out of love. If it was symbolic, it was me and with the guitar in my hand, holding her tightly, lovingly. And the next moment I threw it to the ground. I'm like, fuck you, bitch. We're done. Like I'm breaking up with you. Mm -hmm. And I stopped mm -hmm. playing. I just stopped. And before that, I would play sometimes, like most days, I would play the guitar seven hours, eight hours a day. Wow. From the time I came home to the time I went to bed, I was in front of the television and I had the guitar and I was practicing just all day, every day. And the next day 
I didn't touch the guitar for the first time, maybe in a long time. And then there was a week where I didn't play. And then it was a month. And then it, I just stopped playing. It was that one thought. I'll never be truly great. And then I was like, well, what's the point then? What is the point of this then? For 10 years or so, I didn't touch the guitar. And then occasionally, maybe I was at a friend's place or somewhere where there was a guitar and I would pick it up. And I had reached a level in terms of just technical ability, not that I composed really remarkable music, but just my technical ability of playing the instrument was at a level where even like eight years later when I first time picked up the guitar again, I knew how to play the guitar really well. Like you just, it didn't, I didn't lose that completely. It was very, it's yeah. impossible to lose it at that level. Yeah. Um, and, and I was like, oh yeah, I still got it. And this is kind of cool, but whatever. And then I picked up the guitar again when I became a dad. But that was much more of a, oh, you know, one of my sons is really into music. Maybe I should. And then, you know, my wife at the time was like, maybe you should play with him. You know how to play the guitar. You know how to play all these instruments. Play with him. And then we got a bunch of instruments and I was playing for him. Mm -hmm. and showing. It, but it was more of like a me being a dad. I wasn't doing it for yeah. myself or for the art. And I did that a little bit. But still, I felt the thing that made me this sad without realizing it is that when I was playing the guitar although i although mentally i was like it's kind of cool that i'm technically still good like it's kind of crazy i never i never do this activity and i'm i could convince anybody that i play every day right mm -hmm. i was like that's kind of cool but i would feel nothing i would not feel any kind of oh my god i've missed this or i love this or i want you know just nothing just like oh i can still do this technical thing cool and then um Last week, I've had this thought a couple of times this year, but last week it rose to the moment of awareness where I said, I want, I want music to play a bigger part in my life and I want to, I miss the guitar. I want to have a guitar. I order the guitar. It arrives. It put me in a great mood yesterday, right? So now... The guitar is also a roller coaster, right? Like everything. If you, when you're the roller coaster, everything in your life is the roller coaster, right? It's like the the the, the mirror. I pick up the guitar. I sit down. What is one of my first thoughts within the first minute? I play around a little bit, and then what is my first fucking thought? My first thought, Ramin, is if I practice these scales for like two hours a day for the next two, three weeks, I probably could get back to like 90% of how good I used to be. Mm -hmm. And then I asked myself, well, do you have to be as good as you used to be? Because practicing scales is not fun. Na 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 like when you do these da 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 when you just just do these practice things for your finger coordination, it's not fun. It's not art. It doesn't sound beautiful. It just is technical practice that makes you better at the skill. I'm like, do I really fucking want to sit there and do fucking practice two hours a day to get better at guitar? Do I need to be good at it even? I'm like, no. I didn't buy the guitar. To become to get good at it, yeah. to get really great at it again, yeah. or be world class. Why the fuck would I practice 
shitty yeah. scales. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not doing that. 10 minutes later, I play something. And I'm like, motherfucker, these fools, they don't even know that I know how to play the guitar. I posted a, a picture of the guitar when I bought it. And a bunch of people wrote me and it was the kind of writing that indicated that they were like, oh, cool. Steli at his age decided I'm going to learn an instrument. And he bought a cool uh -huh. guitar because he's a rocker. And now like, imagine me going, you know, like trying to play like one string and I don't know what I'm doing. And my ego was like, these fools, I'm like in two or three days, I'm going to upload a little video and I'm going to blow people's <laughs> mind. Right. Because that's another, that's another thing. Honestly, <laughs> even today with zero yeah. practice, I've played a total amount of 20 minutes of guitar in the past 20 years. Even with that, for mm -hmm. five minutes, I can impress almost anyone on the guitar. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. know some things that I can play that I just can't unlearn that are very technical and very impressive. You'd go, mm -hmm. holy shit, he's an amazing musician. Like, I could just be impressive for a short period of time. And I'm like, ha, these fools, I'm going to record. I'm going to impress everybody. I'm such a rock star. And people don't even know that I'm fucking amazing rock star on the guitar. And then, and then as I hear myself, I'm like, motherfucker, did you buy the guitar to impress more people? Impress, yeah. Did you buy to have more content to post to be even cooler? Yeah. No. No, motherfucker, no. That's not why you bought the guitar. Yeah. And then I looked at the guitar for the first time in a very different light. And I said, this time around, we're going to fall in love with each other. And this is going to be an intimate and private affair. This is for nobody except for the two of us. This is for nobody else. This is not for becoming impressive. This is not for making money. This is not for a career. This is not for social currency or admiration. It's not for brownie points. It's not for social media impressiveness. This is a holy, private, intimate practice of art and love for me and this instrument. That's it. And... You know, when I was between the age of 12 and 18, most of my practice, in hindsight, this breaks my heart a little bit. I never realized this until yesterday when I was going through all these different experiences with, the, with my new guitar and all my thoughts and catching me and my motives and what was going on with me. In the six-year span where I really was a dedicated guitar player as a kid, most of my energy and most of my attention was focused on just becoming technically more impressive. Mm -hmm. Just being able to play more and more difficult things on the guitar. Mm -hmm. That's what I practice all day long. Yeah. And very few times. On the but, quest to becoming the best. Yes. Very few times when I was... When I was playing, when I was just playing, not practicing, not accomplishing, just playing, I was always a very, like, it was two different worlds. My, the music that I wrote was always incredibly intuitive. It was always a discovery of the notes. It was never a creation of them. 
And I was always wondering, I can't write us for the life of me. I cannot sit and think what kind of a melody I want to write or what kind of a song I want to write and then sit and write it and enjoy it. Like when I approached music that way, I hated it. Yeah. But when I was just, my fingers would move along the guitar and I was just searching for the tone, just searching. And then I had one little tone. I was like, ooh, I feel something here. And then it was like almost like, um, you know, searching for a treasure. I'm like, I have a shovel and I'm just getting rid of everything that doesn't fit. Every, all, the, all the earth that's not supposed to be until I hit it, right? And then I know. That was how I was making music. And that process was always deeply meaningful. The music that I wrote, I always loved. And it was, as I said, it was a very slow, a very slow, almost hypnotic process. And it was never like, I'm, I'm going to write a love song now. I'm going to do this. It was never mental. It was always just like feeling and letting it happen. Yeah. But that was a very small part of my relationship with it. The bigger part was the technical training, acquisition of skill sets, improvement of current skill sets. And now I'm like, now I don't care about the skill set. Like, I, I, I'm not going to have a career as a gu <laughs> professional guitar player, right? And I don't care about that. So all I want to do is that, that art part, the discovering music, that exploring, that feeling. It does, and I don't have to get even better. I don't have to be good. It doesn't have to be for anybody else than for me. And that is a truly like holy practice to some degree, a spiritual practice, because there's almost nothing I do that is in that vein. Mm. Almost everything I experience is for me to share with the world in some way, for some purpose. Um, and even like the martial, the martial, martial arts has been great for me for a number of reasons. But one of, one of it was that I knew and I know, and it still pains me. Do you believe that every day, every time I train, I spar and I practice martial arts, I have a bitter pain knowing I can never become as great as I want to in this. Here's a thing I truly love. I discovered too late in life for me to be as great at it as I want to. But I still keep going because I love it. That in and of itself had a lot of value. Like that was, that's something that I hadn't had before. Um, but still on the martial arts side, it is an acquisition of skills. I go to training to acquire more skills. I'm practicing this with others against opposition. I have trainers and coaches telling me where to improve. It's not the same thing as sitting in my room with my guitar and playing for myself, with myself, creating music for myself for no, nowhere to be posted, nobody to be shared, no concert to be made, no band to be put together, nothing. Right? Just me and the music, nobody else. That, that, that dimension doesn't exist in my life. And so I'm excited to explore it.
I don't know where this is going to take me. I've never, I've never touched the guitar with this mindset. And so I'm super excited about that. But it was also hilarious to see my inner workings projected on display from my own amusement, yeah. right? I was yeah. like, yeah. the moment I touched the guitar, I'm like, what? What am I thinking? I'm thinking if you yeah. practice two hours something you don't like for the next three months, you'll get as good as you. What? What? What are you talking about? Who the fuck gives a shit? And then what? What you want to post a really impressive solo that you'll play, which you know guaranteed is going to get you lots of you know reactions and mm-hmm. lots of positivity because it is an impressive thing that you can do. If you have a little impressive thing in your pocket nobody knows about, you can just pull it out of your pocket and impress everybody. Like, yeah. what? what are you talking about? Fucking bitch. This is not for social media. That was a fun, a fun experience, illuminating experience that I went through yesterday. The guitar, it's only been with me for a day. It's already taught me so much. Mm.